The one and only nation builder. <laughs> Mark Williams. Hey, Brani, how are you doing? You going, my brother? I'm fine, fine, man. Welcome. Nice, yeah, Welcome, thanks. Take Thank your you. seat. Thank Take you. your seat. Welcome to the NetBank Reality Football Series. Ours is to have a conversation with you, share your journey of life, the fun moments, the down moments, but also educate and inform people that uh, have been watching you play football for years. But the most important thing that I've always wanted to ask you, the nation builder name, how did it come about? And who called you nation builder? I understand there might have been a goal that you scored. We'll, we'll get to that, the nation builder. Um, yeah, good evening, Martin, and thanks for being on, on the show. Um, look, uh, this comes a long way, actually. Yeah. You know, a great friend of mine called Robert Marawa. Yeah. You know, a couple of times meeting and going out and things like that. And I think one time just on our way going back home, you know, he looked at me, he says, you know what, I'm going to have to give you this name. Yeah. And I was quite curious. I was like, okay, what, what does he want to know? Make, make jokes or what, you know? And he said, I'm calling you the nation builder. And I didn't understand why, because, you know, only when we were working at Supersport, he used to call it, and then people call me that name. So I was like, okay, maybe I was part of building the nation. So yeah. I accepted the name. You know, in our days when we played, you know yourself, it's nice when you have a nickname. Nowadays players don't have nicknames, Martins, very few. So it means that they're not entertainers. Um, so, you know, for me to get that name, it was quite interesting. When you reflect on it, that name, and you look at the moment that happened, the country at some point, we felt, no, we're not going to win this, this, this Africa Cup of Nation. And I want you to take me through the moment before you came on, what was going through your mind uh, before you came on, what was happening, um, and Mark Williams comes in, and suddenly there's new energy. What was going on? Just, just behind the scenes, at that bench, what was happening? Um, Marty, you, you say what's happening actually is that, you know, um, as a kid, we all have dreams. And um, for me, it was that um, 95 when we won the, uh, the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. I was in Germany actually doing pre-season training. Mm. And it was a moment when, when, when Charles was taking a drop kick and we won the New Zealand team. I was crying, you know, I was alone in a place in the mountains, running up and down there, yeah. getting myself ready. And I was crying and I said, you know what? One day I want to be part of something in my country if it's going to be soccer. Yeah. And then come 96. So when you talked about the final, you know, we never knew that we were going to come to the final. You know, people talk about my, my Diba magic. Now that uh, president we had, he was, he was really, he was special. Because before every game, he used to come six o'clock in the morning and greeted each and every player. You know, when your president does that, you know, what is you as a player? But let me take you through it, Martin. You know, I, you know that year I went to play for Vance and Wanderers. And a week before I came, you know, there was a, co a coach called Graham Taylor. Yes. And he offered me two million pounds and a three-year contract not to come and play in my country. For your country? For my country, FCON Cup. So now I'm sitting there and I'm thinking a year ago when I was in Germany yeah. doing preseason and look here. But I looked at this piece of paper about probably the most I've, I must have probably took it out of my pocket 15, 20 times before I came in the house. Because I was like, 
a week, but more, uh, more, you know, I wanted to be part of that journey and be one of the first people that played for their country in the F Cup. And you get to be, because you come on as a sub, what is Clive Baker saying to you before you come on? So, um, I played all the games, Martin. Um, I played the first game, I scored. Played the second game. I was actually the top goal scorer playing into the finals. Yeah. But Sean Bartlett, May Solis in peace, former singer, was injured the semi-finals. So Clyde played me and Sean Bartlett against Ghana. I think that was probably one of our best, because we were still discussing, if we can lose 5-0 tonight, it will be fine, nobody would know it, yes. you know. But um, Sean Bartlett scored a great goal. You know, that celebration of him will ever be remembered. And then it gave the coach Clyde Parker a headache coming into the final. Who's that it? Who's going to start? That's the headache. That's a headache, yeah. yeah. Because now his number one striker is back, Phil Masinga. Yes. Injuries, he came over the injury. Sean Bartlett as a youngster, you know, 23, 20, you know, scored a great goal in Simpan, and then you got Mark Williams, the top goal scorer. He has to make that decision. But, you know, there was a guy, a guy called one of my great coaches in South Africa called Baji Byrne. I know Baji Byrne. Yeah. Hellenic. And he asked Baji Byrne, actually, Clive, what do you think? I need to make a choice. And he said, can Sean Bartlett come on and before? Can Thelma Singer, who is the one that we think that can take it? Because everybody wants to play in the finals. And they made, they made that call to decide that they'll keep me on the bench yeah. because I'll take it because it's a part of the team. Correct. You know, because I think a lot of times players, they want to start, but the only 11 can start. Yeah. But wait for your opportunity because when the opportunity comes, you must grab it. And I'm hoping players can learn from this because it's never too late. Yeah. I've always believed that until the referee blew the whistle, the last whistle, because yeah. there's always that, then you can say that. And Martin, I was sitting there and I looked at the time and the stadium was packed. I mean, FNB, I've never seen FNB back like that, yeah. you know, but it was in the morning. And, you know, as a kid, you do extra training. Yeah. You visualize. And then you realize, but today is my day. Your day. My day, yeah. It's your day. I'm, That's day. you psyching yourself. I'm saying myself, yeah. I'm on the it's bench, yeah. I'm psyching like you just said now. Yeah. But how do I get onto the field? That man has got to put you. The coach has to call me. Yeah. And I decided, you know what? As I'm talking to myself, second of it's zero, zero. Yeah. And Phil gets injured. And, and, and the coach looks and he says, warm up. And I, I warm up and I, I'm running there, you know, I'm excited, you know, yeah. I'm thinking hey, now. And then, you know, just a bit of water, you know, that magic water. And then Phil goes and back. And Phil goes back on and then my face, my, you know, I go a little bit. It drops a bit. It drops a little bit, yeah. But I'm not giving the. But then, I'm a very great believer. My mother taught me these things when I was young, you know, never to give up. Yeah. Always to fight until the end. Yeah. And respect the game. Whatever you, whatever game you, you do, respect that the game will respect you and give you what you deserve. And I looked at the clock and I see there's 20 minutes left. And I thought, if I can get to the corner, 
Just put it on. Yeah. And maybe I can just put my head a little bit on that the, bench. On the bench, yeah. yeah. Just to get to the corner. Just get to the corner. Yeah. And somebody sees me, maybe they'll suck my leg. Yeah. But now, how do I get that guy from the corner to come and sit here? And sit because here. the coach is also looking at me. Yeah. And I said to him, hey, my leg is pulling stuff. Can I? Can I sit there? <laughs> and eventually I said, now I'm in the corner. Yeah. But you know, I'm looking at the game. But I'm also looking at the coach. But I can see the coach here, you know, from the side. Yeah. Peripheral vision, you know, side yeah. mirrors. That's the side mirrors, yeah. So I'm looking, and I see he's looking that way. So I just put my, my head out here, you know, yeah, and I did this. When I did this, I think somebody saw me there. And it's really free willy, really free willy. Now I'm like, who's free willy? And then I gave, maybe they want to say, Williams in, I put my leg in. Now the whole thing go, Willie, free William. And it's William saying, the crowd goes crazy. So I'm sitting there, I see the coaches looking. And I put my foot back in. And yeah, it gave me that sort of energy. Because you've been the guy that scores goals. Yeah. But then they leave you on the bench. You've done your tricks to say, to draw the attention of the coach whilst you're sitting on the bench. And the coach eventually decides to say, Mark, it's your turn. You have to come on. What does he say to you? What does he say to you? What instructions does he give to you when you go in there? No, no instructions. Just go out there and have fun. So, Mark, Brian, I did something I was not supposed to do. What was that? Before the coach said, I must warm up, I was already warming up. So you stood up long before he could tell you you started warming up? By the time the coach looked to say, Mark, you I, was, I was here in front of him. Ready. He's ready. And the crowd is... The crowd was, because the crowd took over yeah. at that stage, and I took advantage of that. If it was wrong, but I knew something called out. I, you met my diva? Yeah. The spirit the, is there. Thank you. <laughs> so I just thought to myself, if the coach asked me why I'm warming up, I said, no, I assume, or I thought that he said I must warm up. Yeah. But I think I heard something like it, or I didn't. But I know that by yeah. the time, when I came, I was standing in front of him. He said, I'm going to take over my singer. You know what to do. And definitely knew what to do. Yeah, well, before I went onto the field, I realized I want to look mean. I took out my teeth, something I never did. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guys from I know, Egypt. I know, I know the guys from Egypt. So you took out your teeth. Yeah. And who did you give your teeth to? Glenn Binken. Um, yeah, he's the team manager. Yeah. But he's got glasses. Yeah. So when I'm on the field, I realize, hey, you know what? I know how these guys are. When they score, they always go on the grass and yeah. and things like that. So maybe when they see me, they won't pick me up. Yeah. But I don't know if that was just the way I'm thinking. Yeah. So I thought, but if they see me like this without it, they were like, hey, wait, no, no, don't, don't pick guy. up this guy, leave him. So when I threw my teeth there, now I'm on, the game goes on. Yes, but he's looking for my teeth. I said, hey, get my teeth, get my teeth. You know? And, um, you know, he's got these deep big glasses. Yeah. And eventually, he's looking he there, he's looking. Teeth. I'm thinking, what if the place can't be pull out your teeth. But the ball was inside. But, 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 but I, I like the way you say you're psyching yourself. Yeah. Because there's the Madiva spirit in you. There's this guidance from mom as well. The character that she's instilled in you to say, you've got to start, you've got to continue to believe in yourself. The training that you've been doing yourself, all of those things. You've been scoring goals for the team and now you have this opportunity to come in and play. And one man, one man, as you 
playing and coming on and now you're part of the team. And one man. Now, I'm looking at this journey, the mental strength that you have. I'm looking at preparation that has happened because behind the scenes you trained by yourself. Yeah. And I'm looking at, and I'm going to digress because I want to take you back to a spot that you actually played now, which also requires that mentality, that belief that you have got, but it's much more good touches. Mm -hmm. That's the finesse, that's the finishing as well. It's the spot of golf that you've made a habit I probably started as heavy, but now it's more your lifestyle. You play golf and you play with some of the people that have actually coached teammates who are successful as coaches. And one of them is Kevin Hunt. Yeah. You play golf with him. Why golf? Kevin is actually a good golfer. You see that you mentioned about Kevin Hunt. Good golfer, yeah. Yeah. At one stage, I think he could have chosen to become a professional golfer. But because of his friends at the Lenin, he decided then to play soccer. Um, what I've learned that after, after football, you want to have a career or some, something that you really enjoy, where there's also a lot of business opportunity. Yeah. And when I say business opportunity, I remember that, you know, you talk about the Nedbank Cup. I played with some of those guys like Ernie Els and things like that also. There's a lot of, lot of golf courses. You mean the Nedbank At the Nedbank Net, Golf Club, uh, golf tournament. So you meet these guys and it's business opportunities. Yeah that you can learn. Yeah. And then when you play golf and, and you want to make a deal with somebody, it comes across because, remember, not all soccer players have this business mind. It's not business minded. So when you play golf and people talk about the deal, suddenly your mind thinks, wow, there's this part also besides being soccer, always as, you know, on, on this side. And yeah, we are just coming together and say, listen, maybe we must do this and that. So, I felt like, you know what, because I was very competitive, yeah, competitive in, 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 in um, football, you know, my extra training after, 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 after. You know that when the training is finished, I do extra training. Um, I do extra running. Uh, so it always helped me in that 94th, 93rd minute when players lose concentration. I was my most dangerous at that. But I've learned that to say that if I didn't make that run, I was never going to be there. But if I didn't train that excellent, I wasn't going to make that run. I was going to hide. The lessons, and you were quick to point out the lessons, the business part, how you learn from those that are pretty much successful because golf is, has got that whole image of being played by people that are high dreamers, successful people. From a footballing perspective, yes, a nation builder who got us to win the AFCON, who has been traveling and playing football. And, and here you are playing football, having played football, playing golf, doing the deals in terms of making better money choices. It doesn't start there for you because part of you when you were at Helen, you got to be part of a conversation from people they were talking about certain things that involved money. Please share that information with me. Yeah, Marty, that's, that's so true. I mean, um, so when I played for Hellenic, I mean, uh, in apartheid era, I mean, <laughs> talk about long. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, so 
you know, there was about five or five colored players in the team, and most of the other guys was white. Kevin Hunt was one of the right backs. You know, we had great players, you know, that we played with. Um, Tash Holders, Neve, Never, uh, Nevin Payne, Reggie Chance, Mason, Rest in Peace, also the goalkeeper, Patrick Wasmuth. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Carlos does Neves. I've never seen a player like that. But, but what I've learned about that is that, you know, because of my English that hasn't been so good, I was African speaking. So I went to a team like Hellenic. Yeah. I had to be extra careful when, I, when they talk. Yeah. So when I used to go with the colored players after the game, we go to this club, we drinking, we talk. Go next week, I go with them, the same thing, we talk, we drink, the same thing. Yeah. No changes. But when I go with the white players, these guys talk business. Yes. So me, I'm like, okay, okay. They talk about buying an apartment, investing there, you know, you can always do this. So I've learned actually, when I have big money, I must invest. Yeah. But they also taught me to invest, making sure when I buy a property, you buy it at the right area. Yeah. And that thing went with me for a long time, you for know. Time. I said one day I'll get it. Because remember, this is a learning. When I play and I get that money, yeah. I know where to buy in, in Cape Town. I know, you know, certain places. Yeah. So they say listen is listen is a skill. Yeah. Most of the time when my coach speak to me, budget burn. Yeah. You know, the second was always. Uh, if, if you know, because I that, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I used to listen. Yeah. Sometimes I didn't understand what they were saying. You know, I, I I looked interesting because I was like, okay, what is he saying now? An Afrikaans. But I think that's where I picked up that that that, that talent. Ability to listen. To listen. And in the process of listening, you learn. Yeah. Because then you started saying, I've prayed for another family. I'm called a nation builder. You're now involved with golf. When you look at that experience, it actually started at Hellenic in listening to people saying, you've got to look after your money. You've got to be able to invest your money in better ways and be smart about it. Yeah. Your story is very fascinating because it's got these hardships that you've had to go through. But there's a caring Mark Williams. That, that, that is always there. There was an incident that, that happened. It got me to be a little bit emotional as well, because you and I were sharing the same flight. And you, you came before we bought the flight to say, Martin, you see this kit, this soccer kit that I have here? I'm going to Cape Town, I'm going to donate this kit. This kit. What happened there? Did you finally take the kit? <laughs> no, you're taking me back now. You know, because when you come from a place and, and it's nice when you can go back. Yeah. Uh, people are never going to maybe see you the same, but I just stay the same. For me, it was never too high because of the, the, the goals that I've reached. Yeah. I want people to know that they can also reach those goals. Yeah. But these are the things they need to do to get it. For me, um, Martin, it's nice, it's nice when you can give back and you put a smile on the kid's face. Yeah. I think my first time when I... When, when I did my Mark Williams School Foundation, they call it the Williams Rainbow Nation. Yeah. Um, I, I did schools. And three of my players, three of my players turned professional. And uh, the one, I told him about my story. He told me a couple of years, he bought a house for his mother also. 
Who you, can't, you, you can't, money can't buy that. Yeah. I didn't say he must buy it. I told him my story. You told him your story? Yeah. It changed his life. It changed his life. It changed his focus. Yeah. His outlook to life completely changed because, because of your story. He could have gone into cancer, like we know in those areas, you know, in Cape Town, it's easy, you know. And, 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 and it's not always a negative thing. If you're not into deep in it, you learn a lot from, from cancerism because it, it teaches you discipline also. Yeah. There is a thing about respect and discipline. It's a word that wherever you go, when you have respect and discipline, even people with numbers, they will come and talk to you. I can sit next to anybody because I respect them. They respect me. We don't look at what you've got. I don't look at what, but I want to make sure that I tell that kid that's down there looking up to me that if you go too deep into this, that's the negative part and there's a positive part. How much of your story do you share with these kids? Because you survived a very dangerous situation. And I'd want you to share that with us, because that, for me, I think prompted as well to have the book title, yeah. you know, From a Gangster to a Legend. That was a very tough moment for you. Do you want to share that? Yeah. I know how tough it is for you. 25 years later, um, I thought, you know, a lot of times people look at Bafana, pointing fingers, yeah, Bafana is this, Bafana is that. It is a national team, and it's very close to me. If Bafana does history, I, I, I'll be happy. Yeah. Because 20, still 25 years later, they call me still the nation builder. Yeah. So I've learned that we have to give over the bat. You know, when you do relay, we run. And I think there are some players that played in this 1916. It didn't make peace with them because maybe the way they were not treated, but I could see. So if I can make a difference in, in that, what we just talked about, it would be nice for me to make sure that I can give the bet over. Um, for 25 years being called the Mason Builder, Bafana hasn't won and things like that. Football is number one. It changed people's life. Madiba said sports can bring the nation together. And me, as just a person that wants to give back. Tell that kid on the street. The book that I wrote, it took me 25 years. After 96 people came from Germany, Holland, they wanted me to write the book, but I wasn't ready. Now 25 years later, I'm ready. I said, I want to write the book. But the book is only about inspiring people, inspiring kids, like you mentioned about that kid on the street. Yeah. So I was looking for partners like the government that wants to change. You know, a lot of times we see they're stabbing on the school. There's gangsterism. Talk to me. That's where I come from. You survived. I survived it. Because Martin, there was plenty of times. God was always with me. You know, I could have been laying down the street, robbed me, they robbed me a couple of times, but when they tried to stab me, something happened, I slipped ball, the knife goes here, pangas, you know. But to go back and, 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 and tell that little kid in this book where I went through, what it came, if I went into deep, that was going to happen. But just to make sure, before that, that boy makes a decision, grade nine, grade tens, to say, I, Mark Williams, almost went in there. But look what I've done in my career. Yeah. I came out the top. I've been, I've been called a hero in my country. There's no bigger thing said that. Not the two million pounds and three a contract. It's about almost hundred million that I, 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 didn't, I, I didn't accept it from most. Yeah. Because I did it for my country. 
So there is other kids. I mean, a lot of times I see players, and you can bounce that. They go overseas, but they come back. It's almost like they want holiday. Yeah. And a lot of us played overseas. Likes of Sus Masus, Eric Tinker, Linda Butalesi, Lucas, Lucas Adebi, Dr. Kumalo, Mark Fish. So when we played overseas, we brought that experience into the final team. We can compete. And players mustn't remember, people must remember, at one stage they call us also 4 by 4s Because Zambia, they beat us 4-0, yeah. Nigeria hit us 4-0. It hurts. But we learned from it and we became a team. And that's when we challenge the likes of Germany, Argentina, you know, um, Brazil. So when the AFCON Cup, the AFCON Cup in 96, there was a lot of character in that team. All that players that went through that heart, we took out that feeling that we had and we expressed it to our country. And that's what we want the players to do. We're not saying go do miracles. We yeah. just want them to go out there and give 100%. I want us to have a conversation that builds the nation in terms of making better money choices. There's youngsters that are aspiring to become soccer players. There's parents that want their kids to be at that level. There's parents that are working, but at the end of the month, they find themselves no money. Um, we've got kids that want us to buy them cell phones for $25,000. We always get into depth in terms of all of these type of things. Now, I want us to, sh I want you to share your experiences, and and your experiences when it comes to money, uh, communication with family. Those experiences, I want you to to share them with us to be able to empower the people with regard to such decisions. Okay, you talk about family. Um, at one stage, Marty, um, you know, I, I've made a lot of money. And, um, you know, my brothers used to just call, I used to give them. But then I thought, how are they going to learn one day? If I'm just going to give them and they're just going to take it, they're, gonna, you're not, they're not going to respect. So I've, I've called all three. Remember, I had six brothers. I was the middle one. So there was two older than me, then it's me, and then the other three. Yeah. So as time went on, I said, okay, on one condition, whatever you want, I'll meet you halfway. They were looking at me. I said, if you want a fridge, a stove, for what, what, it's cost 3000 I want to see a 1500 And then I put my $1,500, my yeah. then we can buy it. At first, it was difficult for them, because that means now they have to take some of that money and put it away before they can get their, their one five. You know, a lot of times when they have money, we spend. Yes. And, and, and what I've learned also is that, <clears throat> If you put money away and you buy something cash, in the long run, you, 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 you're, making, you're making a better uh, decision on buying something cash. Yeah. Because if you buy six months, 12 months, and believe me, not a lot of people, you're going to pay a higher interest and all that. Yeah. So I've learned actually when I had money to buy something cash. Because you know, I put away, I put away, and if I can buy it cash, all that in the high interest things goes away. So yeah, for me it was that, um, you know, I've learned it also when I see how people that I love with, when they have money, how they waste it, then they go maybe to the bank to make a loan. And uh, they're putting themselves in that same situation. But if they take that money and they put it to one side, same like when I wanted to buy places or 
a car, whatever. If I put, I put, I save, I save. Then the bank will help you because they see you safe. As long as you save, any bank will help you. There's not a bank. But you see what we do? We go to the bank and we haven't saved. Now, when you have to pay, you pay higher. Something that you could have paid in five years, it takes you 10 years. Yeah. Because the bank are looking for that interest. And a lot of us sometimes can't make it. I mean, to get 4,500, now you talk about somebody, they get 4.5 million a month, you know. Um, I had to make sure that, you know, when I wanted something, um, I buy it. And, 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 you know, me and the bank has a conversation. My first bank, actually, that I had when I played for Lenny was NetBank in St. George's Street in Cape Town. It's still there. 35 years later, that was my first bank account I opened. When you are a family person and there's Madame, there's the house. I always, there's a saying that you buy a house and Madame turns it into a home. How much of an engagement conversation goes into between the partners to talk about issues of the house. You talk about the kids as well, the kids' affairs, the affairs at home, the planning for the kids. How much of that conversation must happen between the two parties? That's very important. Yeah. That's, a big, that's a big part of um, having successful uh, marriage or, or if you make that money choice of buying property, to understand that your partner that's with you you know, a lot of times we see the guy up there, but we don't see the, the wife. And, and, and sometimes there's a saying like, uh, your success is, be, is because of yeah, a man's the other success. part. A man's success to the is because of that other part. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a positive and there's a negative. Now, when there's a divorce coming through, then suddenly one looks bad and the other. But just by those decisions that you made by um, mom, I was always on the soccer field. Yeah. Mom was looking after the kid. Mom took them to school. You know, I was like, okay, what are we doing? Um, communication is very important. Yeah. With your kids also. Making those decisions. You ask them before, what is it that you want to be one day? So that you know, I mean, I told my mother that I wanted to be a professional soccer player. The day when I went, when the scout came and I went to an exit, remember we, we spoke about it. And you remember what I told you about her? Yeah. Because your mother will never forget. And she will be the only one who will stand by you. So it's important that as a parent, when you speak and, and you speak to mom or person to the kids, say, hey, mommy, one day I want to become this and that. You can become it. It's not impossible. Yeah. You know, the sky's the limit. But you need to work towards, towards, towards. Trusting your goal. Um, you always find me having that confidence. Uh, I'm a confident person because of the beliefs. Yeah. Because certain beliefs, you know, I think that uh, anything you put me through, I'm up for it. But it's a life that you started there, yeah. looking what you wanted to achieve. So, um, you know, there were some bad uh, decisions I made also with money. Yeah. Not everything was good. I, you know, at one stage I thought, okay, let me go in and, and get a garage because I see everybody's putting petrol. Yeah. Now, it would be nice now because be petrol, nice. yeah, petrol is going up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I invested in some companies. Uh, in the meantime, the, the company was never there. Yeah. You know, somebody said, no, you put so much in there. And then after three months, you have, we have a board meeting. Then you, you think you're a businessman. Now there's no board meeting. Your money's long time gone. Yeah. Somebody told me also, you must invest in uh, in, in, in this uh, 
what is this new money they call? Uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, now I don't know anything about crypto. No, don't invest in something you don't know. Yeah. When you want to make sure 100% as those players out there, because there's a lot of scam going out there. We have a situation with young players that we have in the country that are offering people quite a lot. We need to have a conversation with them. If you were to have a conversation with those that have just gotten signing on fees now, what do you say to them? Yeah, and uh, believe me, it's big money, not like in our days. No. Um, I think for them, they see, they look at the other models. Like if you get somebody at place for Cape Town Spurs and it comes to job work, the first thing you see is what the player drives. Yeah. Believe me, he wants to drive the same thing. But those things, you can always drive it. I always say you can always go back yeah. and enjoy those good parts about it. For me, um, I would, my, my advice would be that um, take that money and put it in the bank. Let it, let it get interest. You know, it's almost like it's a little, little rot, but it's rotting in a good way. Or it's like you're putting it on an egg, uh, on, a, on a chicken and the chicken is laying eggs. You're getting more sort of uh, value out of it. Yeah. And make smart decision on making sure that if you buy a car, you can drive that car now and it can smash and the money is gone. But the house stays there. And then while you're playing football, you got a house, you got a flat, every month you're getting money there. You don't even have to touch it. That money is paying. That money that you laid out is paying back. So I've always say that for the kids that when they make that, they get that big investment. Look at where you can invest it. Property, you can never go wrong. Currency can change like we know now with the war of Croatia and Russia. You know, all those rich people, their currency, they don't even can't afford it. But the house is going to stand there. If you go to London, you buy a property, you go to, you know, wherever you play. It's nice investment because you can rent it out while you're playing football. And then you, be, you can become a businessman because a lot of players sometimes, young players, wants to make business and they're playing. Uh -uh. you got to work. Your work is football. Make the money. If you put it away, when you finish, you have to change your mind to become a business person. Unfortunately, I changed my mind by playing golf with business people and it became quicker. Now, there's this concept of friends with soccer players. How do you tell a good friend and a bad friend? When you're famous and you walk out, there's people around you that say, hey, we're here, we want to go with you, get into my car or get into your car. How do you tell a good friend and a bad friend in the space that we operate in? I think it's all about respect. How do you want people to respect you? Yeah. Um, it's easy because I think the other day, some guy actually that I met um, invited me. He showed me a video and he says to me, come to my room. And I went to his room. I've never seen so many Louis Vuittons. Like serious? serious. I'm talking about serious. He's got suits that um, that's still label. The label is still on. He says, tonight I'm taking out Mr. Williams. 
And I looked at him, I said, so what are we looking? He says, no, let me just show you how 10 million look. In his house. Yeah. Press a button. You know when floors go open? <laughs> and uh, then he showed me his, his, his cars that he's got. You yeah. know, it's from Lamborghini, 4 by 4s and, and I'm happy. You know, it, it, he speaks to me and he said, um, you know, his father passed on and he made decisions. I said, are you enjoying it? He's not. Nah, he's not enjoying it. Why? You see, sometimes um, when you have that money, who do you know really who's your friend? Because people look at you at all these things that you've got and they don't find you as a person. Yeah. Whenever I have a conversation with any person, I want them to understand me. Yeah. I want to understand them. Yeah. That's why when we talked about my book, my book is not just a book that I'm going to give. My book is about talking and educating the kids. You say you can become like that. Yeah. Because a lot of times you can get into a car, but just down the road, the guy have a couple of drinks and your life is gone and you leave your family behind. So those are decisions that come before you get into the car. A lot of times, I've always say, when people say come with, it's easy to come with. It's how you're coming back. So I've always waited and say, if I don't have a love back, I'm not guaranteed this guy that's giving me love to the club. When I played for Lennon, am I going to get a love back? I remember from Athlon, where we bought the gas field. I used to run from there to Parliament at 2 o'clock if the guy didn't go home. It's decisions that you must be ready for. Yeah. So, how do I know it's my friend? If he respects what I tell him to. Not about the money that he's got. Because at the end of the day, if he respects what I say and I respect what he say, we can't be on the same level. If money is the one that differs us, then that's not your friend. It's such a powerful wisdom that you actually share it. Because it's not money that defines you. It is you who becomes the CEO of your destination. And you become the CEO of your destination. Your story is very inspirational. It's got setbacks, it's got failures in it, it's got tears that has come out, survival that has come out. But when you look at your life now, as we wrap up, when you look at your life now, what do you say? Do you clap for Mark Williams and still push Mark Williams to go for more? And Mark Williams would want others to go even beyond that. What do you say when you reflect on everything? Um, I think the nicest part is, is when you walk in the streets still after all these years. Yeah. Traffic cops, police people, elderly people coming up to me and say, please, please go and play, man. We miss you. That's the important thing. Yeah, that's important. You have put so a smile on our face when you guys play. But then the one thing is that what I also did, and I didn't say that, I became an entertainer. When I went onto the soccer field, I know what made people happy. Is if I can score goals, the God-given gift that he gave me. If I can score goals, those people up there, they took their last money to come and support the team. And I was part of that team. When they go home, you put a smile on their face. Money can't buy that. And that is what that team of 96 had. They had that character to say, guys, we're doing it for our country. 
all we're asking, because like I said, I am in football. The rugby guys are doing good, sevens are doing good, cricket. They haven't won the World Cup, but we just say, when you put on that that Bafana jersey, just think what what number you're playing with. Are you playing with Dr. Kumar, Lucas, or Mark Williams? Because me and Yama Nakalili, the coach, the assistant coach of Bafana, we used to fight for number 11. He came in one day, tries, like I said, I want to play with number 11. I said, my brother, you know what? I deserve this jersey. There was a guy called Herala Khudi. Jersey Queen. Jersey Queen. I wanted this jersey the day when I think you're ready. I'll give it to you. Give me, give me, I want us to wrap up, but I want you to, to tell me, give me, give me 10 players. Forget the goalkeeper. Andre Arense is the number one because he's Give me 10 players, because you've mentioned people like Jesse Queen. Give me 10 players that you would have in Mark Williams' team any day. Any day. Um, sure. I'll start with the striker. Yeah. They used to boo him, call him Phil Masinga. I love him. There was a player, Thomas um, Marihachi. Yeah. I've never seen players so talented. Yeah. Can play left, right. In the mid, I would have a player like Chomo Sono. Yeah. I would have a player next to him, Ace, uh, Ace McNini. Ace McNini, Joel Ace McNini. Yeah. 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 Um, then I would have shoes in my team. Statue. Yeah. Shoes in my team. I would have. Um, Same Kambule. Iwi. Iwi Kambule. Yeah, that's Manolo Lissanda. Yeah. Um, I would have a player just behind the Carlos Dasnis. Ah, the one and only. The one and only. I would have a Neil Toby as a captain. Captain, my captain. Captain, my captain. You can, there's 80,000 people at FMB when I played with Chiefs. Yeah. He's right on the other side, I can hear his voice. That's the only captain. <laughs> Yeah. That you know, um, on the on the left hand side, um, you know, there was a lot of players. I can go probably in England, pick one of the England, uh, yeah. go to Belgium, go to South. I would probably have a player that I played with. I played for Barcelona, uh, Marcelo. Yes. Yeah, a left back. Played for Barcelona. Played for Arsenal. Then he went to Barcelona. Yes. Yeah. And then I'll be sitting on the bench. Um, but I'll have, I'll have myself and Benny um, sitting on the bench. Strikers on the bench. Two, two strikers, strikers. Yeah, two strikers. For the country. Two strikers. Sitting on the bench. Two strikers sitting on the bench. You've not mentioned Doc. Hey? You've not mentioned Doctor. Um, do, yeah. Um, remember you said 10 players. Yeah. So Doctor will sit in between us. Yeah. It will be a Benny. On the bench. Yeah, on the bench will be Benny. So the, the doctor becomes pass-ups. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, he knows what passes to give. If the game becomes tight, we'll say. So, if you were to put in doctor, remember you have Jomoson. Yeah. So, who do you take out? Um, I'll take out the shoes. You'll take out shoes? Yeah. But you make sure that there's doctor and there's Jomoson. That's it, yeah. Play with them. Yes. Goalkeeper, any choice? I've mentioned um, Goalkeeper, I go for. There was Petrick Wasmet. Patrick Wasmet. Patrick Wasmet. Patrick Wasmet. Good goalkeeper. Yeah, good, yeah, big, big, strong, you know, 
direct kick and things like that. Um, yeah, I'll go for him because you know it's, it's tough because I played with Andre Orange, very difficult to beat one on one situation. You got Mark Anderson, look, we had some good golden goalkeepers. You got Monique that also played, he came afterwards. So you got Gary Bailey that played for teams with you. Yes. I scored a hat trick my first game against Melenic um, against Kaiser Chiefs. At, um... <laughs> so yeah, you know, Lucas is also, you know, there's a lot of players. There's a lot. Now, Mark, we are closing this, but I want you. And you do me that favor. I want you to send a message as a current crop of players that you and I have read stories about bad money choices that have made. I want you to summarize this conversation and talk, not even mentioning their names, but advise them. Because I talk to too many bosses that say, please help. Lifestyle is completely destroying this boys. I want you to wrap it up for us and talk to those boys. Well, from the Nathan Builder and NetBank itself, um, what NetBank is putting into this NetBank Cup, it's amazing, giving players in the amateurs opportunity. So I also want to make sure that I give opportunity for those players out there. One choice that you make is that um, the life had changed Players want to look smashy. I always say that to any player out there. You can always look smashy after your career and enjoy life. But you take that money that you work so hard and you spend it on a pair of shoes, a pair of sneakers. There's nothing wrong to look nice. Tonight to drive the, 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 the most expensive car. But is that really where you're going? Because if you invest smartly, you would know what is important. Yeah. By just having basics. You're training every day. So if you dedicate your life over to the game, the game will give back to you. But if you take in any change a wrong decision, that thing will hit you also. And I think a lot of players today make that mistake by going after what they see. Ronaldo is wearing a pair of Louis Vuitton's 20, 30,000. This one is wearing that. Um, if they want to wear that, go and play overseas. You'll make real money. I want players to go play overseas. You know, yeah, it's nice in, in your backyard because you can speak the language, you eat the same food. There was times when Filma Singa and, 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 and Lucas were asking for pup and the pup was imported from South Africa to London. Right? But remember, where I'm coming and I'm saying it to them, is that I played in China. People eating snakes and dogs. I didn't eat it, but I wasn't there for that. I know what I wanted to achieve, to make sure one day that my family is secured. Because if you're going to waste all that money now on yourself, and football is so quick, you turn, turn, turn back the tables, it's going to hit you hard. So I'm saying to those players out there, Make sure when you make the decision, there's nothing to look nice, but it's how you spend your money. And if you spend your money wisely by investing in the right property, in, in properties where I said, but it's not just the only one. These other things that's close. 
Don't listen when people tell you that. Listen to yourself and reach your goals. And from my side, I wish that when I see players out there doing well, I'm happy for them. Because that means they have listened to one legend or one person that played with him to invest their money right. Is to make sure that the savings always there and that you can, cars you can always buy. Properties goes up, never goes down if you buy the right areas. You rent it out, the money that you just buy the property, you're getting it back and you can and it can sit there. So one day when you decide to close and take off your boots, you can now take and see what you invest in. So I want to say to those players out there, good luck, make sure you make the right choices. Because whatever choice you make now, at your end of your career, it will soon. Don't make the choices that we, some of us, made. Because we made those decisions take us. Because too many things, media, social media. Keep focusing. And do extra training, there's nothing wrong. When you do extra training, you always become, it's always like when you put extra money away, extra training. Ah, banks love people like that. You can always go, one day we don't have money, banks will always give you money. And you can always go to that bank to invest. Good luck. The nation builder himself. Thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate this. This has been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Thank Martin. you so much. Thank you. Cheers.